2: is something that happens in life, it happens in sports, and I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively.
0: This is where sports talk gets real.
2: That word, playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I call it Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here. From our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, I'm here every week we talk about the mental side of sports on this show look forward to doing this show with you each week as we get into mindsets and attitudes and focus and confidence. Our show is around the country now in several cities. Look forward to our growing list of cities each week as we're expanding and getting the word out to people about the mental side of sports. I've been in practice as a sports psychologist in the Kansas City area for 38 years and I've been on the radio for 28 years. The last 18 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB and over the last several months we've decided to start sending the show around the country and we're getting good responses from a lot of people, good feedback, and I look forward to doing this show with you each week as we talk about your mind, we talk about your attitude, we talk about your focus. You know, as a sports psychologist, I work with athletes, I work with coaches, I work with parents, I work with teams, and one of the things that always comes up when someone comes to my office or I go talk with someone, Doc, I and mean, I've got a problem with my coach. Or a coach says, Doc, these athletes don't listen to me. They don't get me. And it's an issue I find with a lot of people pertaining to communication. And it comes back to one word, trust. The word trust in sports is perhaps one of the most important words you'll ever deal with. Because if you don't have the trust of your athletes, and you don't have the trust of your coach, you're basically put it bluntly, screwed. It isn't gonna work. Mike Krzyzewski, a great quote from him is, in leadership there are no words more important than trust. And to be a good leader, you have to get the people you're working with to believe in you, to trust you, to understand you, to feel that you know what you're doing. As a coach, that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to do because your athletes are coming from different places, they're on your team for different reasons. If you're a youth sport coach, Maybe you're coaching because your kids are on the team. You have a son or daughter that's on the team and they needed a coach and you played baseball in high school or you you played softball or you played volleyball and you decide to help out. But maybe you're not the greatest communicator and you might have some kids on the team who are introverts, who are quiet, who are shy and you don't know how to communicate with them. You tell everybody what to do and they they don't say anything so you don't know if they understand or not. So how do you get your athletes to trust you? How do you get your athletes to believe in you? How do you get your athletes to work with you. That's what I want to get into today. You know, I have this issue all the time. I've worked with with all kinds of coaches from the Olympic level, professional level, down to youth sports. And this whole communication trust issue becomes perhaps maybe the biggest problem, biggest barrier I have found when it comes to being able to get athletes and teams to work together. So one of the things I'd like to do is, normally we don't start getting calls in here until the second part of the show, but I want to see if we can open up our phone lines and get some calls in here as we start off. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach and you've had issues getting your athletes to trust you or you've had trouble trusting them, how do you work through that? How do you get that to become something you can overcome? It's a topic, it's an issue I wanna delve into. If you're an athlete and you've had a coach you didn't trust Or you have trouble trusting a coach. A coach is trying to push you. A coach is trying to motivate you. A coach is trying to challenge you. But you may be scared. You may be reluctant. You may be hesitant because you've had a bad experience in the past. What does it take to get that trust level to work? I know it's early in the show, but I'd like to get some calls in here, get some discussion going. If you're a coach and you have athletes that you think don't trust you, you don't think they believe in you, you don't think they feel good about you why is that and what do you have to do to overcome that what does it take to overcome that well that's going to come back to the whole issue of communication which we'll get to in a few moments if you're an athlete and you've had a coach you have trouble trusting you have trouble trusting that coach you've been scared you've been reluctant to really believe in that coach that the coach is going to tell you what to do how do you work through that I'd like to hear from you if you're an athlete. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. If you're a parent, if you're a parent, how do you trust a coach? Can you trust a coach? So I'd like to hear you if you've had a problem with this before. And I'm gonna give you a great example that I've been working with lately. I have a high school soccer player, really, really good young man. He's on a team coached by a former Premier League player from Europe. A guy that understands soccer right and left. And one of the things that's an issue for this young man is getting him to push himself to his limit. He plays well, but he's scared, according to the coach at times, to really attack the goal, to go for it. The young man thinks he's doing it. The coach doesn't think he's doing it enough. So there's a bit of a conflict. So we've been talking, never met the coach, but we've talked about it extensively. And one of the things that's come up is he's scared to go for it because... He had a coach in the past that would be really extra criticism, critical and, and showed a lot of criticism towards him when he was younger. So consequently, he's afraid to go for it because if he would go for it and attack the goal but screw up or miss a shot, the coach would yell and scream at him and cuss at him when he was in seventh and eighth grade, which to me is inexcusable for seventh and eighth grade coaches to do. Nonetheless, he did it. So now he's been scared. So we've been working through that because this, like, this coach is trying to get him to get the most out of his abilities. And so one of the things I encouraged him to do with his parents was to sit down with this coach and talk about it at length, which they've done, and now they've sort of worked through it and he, and he gets it. He understands the barrier was a fear of screwing up, a fear of making a mistake, a fear of not being able to do what the coach wants him to do because of his past. So I wanna hear from you, if you're a coach and you have an athlete you're struggling with, you're trying to get the most out of them, you think there are times that you know there's more they can give you but they're not doing it, how do you get them to do that? How do you get these athletes to believe in you and trust you? I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach, I'd like to hear from you if you're an athlete, I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent. And you can also contact me on Twitter at at DRJ Sports Psych, at DRJ, S-P-O-R-T, P-S-Y-C-H. I know we have people who listen around the country to the show, and several people like to tweet instead of call in. So if you have a comment on that, you're a coach, you're an athlete, that's happened to you, I'd like to hear from you on that. You know, this is a topic, and if you sit down and look and go back to the history of sports, and it doesn't matter what the sport, this is a topic that all coaches have an issue with with their athletes at some point, that whole trust communication issue. Greg Popovich once said, relationships with people are what it's all about. You have to make players realize you care about them. Well, it starts there. If you can get your athletes to trust you, to believe in you, that you care, that what you're doing is, is for them, not to hurt them, then I think that opens the door for a lot of athletes to be able to respond better. This coach-athlete relationship is so important. I know for years I worked with the Kansas City Blazers swim team here in Kansas City. My co-author in our book, Just Let Him Play, uh, Jeff Montgomery, the great Royals pitcher, and then Pete Malone, the head coach for the Blazers, wrote the book with me. And I worked with Pete for almost 30 years. He coached five gold medals in the Olympics and over 10,000 kids who swam, including my youngest son, who went on to swim until his senior year in college at New York University. The whole trust thing is a big issue. And one of the things Pete always talked about was trust the process. Well, you have to, in order to trust the process, you have to trust the messenger. And I think one of the key things that i found over the years is that athletes who succeed have a great ability to work through that fear, work through that anxiety, work through that pressure, and not be scared to trust the coach. They'll trust that what the coach is saying is right. Now, the other side of the coin with this is this. When you have trouble trusting a coach, it's usually because of a bad experience, or you failed, or you screwed up, or you let them down. Maybe they insulted you. Maybe they talked to you in a way that you didn't like. I get this a lot all the time from athletes. I've got a gymnast, a, g- a gymnast I'm working with right now, and her coach can be, according to her, someone who yells too much. Well, when I said yells, what do you mean? Well, she isn't really yelling. She's criticizing her, and I said, well are you so sensitive to the criticism that you can't hear it? I said, you've got to open your mind up and then you've got to sit down and talk to her and say, look coach, I'm having trouble understanding you. I'm having trouble with this because I feel like you're you're, you're upset at me. And when it came down to it, the coach wasn't upset at her, the coach was frustrated that she wasn't doing what she knows she can do. And so that whole motivation issue comes into this. So the trust process, the motivation process, that's what it's about. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports in this show. I wanna hear from you. If you're a coach, you're an athlete, you're a parent, how do you get the trust process to develop? If you're a coach, how do you get your athletes to trust you? What do you have to do to get them to believe in you? If you're an athlete, what do you have to do to be able to trust your coach? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete competitor or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax build confidence and think more positively then the 20 minutes to success series of digital downloads and audio cds from sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs are perfect for you 20 minutes to success will teach you techniques to help you succeed dr jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus confidence building and positive visualization the 20 minutes to success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years. And with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head on in sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher, Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach, Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click Products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to WinnersUnlimited.com and click
1: Products. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier.
3: What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council.
4: Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off.
5: At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma.
4: I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't even bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable.
5: No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org, brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
2: Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. And from our flagship station, Sports Radio, 810 WHB in Kansas City, I'm here every week. We talk about mindsets on this show, attitudes, sportsmanship. And today's topic is trust. The issue of trusting your coach, of trusting your athletes. And I want to hear from you, if you're a coach, how do you develop trust with your team How do you get your team to trust you and believe in you in the process? If you're an athlete, how do you trust your coach? And what happens when there is a barrier, when there's an obstacle, when there's a pothole along the way? How do you overcome it? How do you respond to it? How do you react to it? How do you deal with it? Let's go to the phones. Our first caller today is Stephen. Stephen, good morning. How are you? Stephen, are you
6: there? Yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Yeah, I uh, was going to say that I think that the best coaches I ever played for were people that I didn't just consider a coach. That's how you, you have to become friends to break that barrier down, I think. Uh, and then I, what I was going to tell you is something that I feel like it translates to real life later on. I think the lessons we learned in youth sports translate to real life. Some of the biggest life lessons we've learned. And so I work for the fire department now and it's the well, same thanks concept. For, we you, have, first
2: of all, thank you for doing that.
6: Yeah. Uh, we have the same concept. We have very young Firemen um, that have to gain trust you know, or have to trust very older captains, much older captains, and that same relationship exists where the captains have to get the best out of the firefighters, same as coaches are trying to get the best out of their athletes, and same thing. The best captains I ever worked for were guys that I considered friends that I truly respected for what they did and considered them friends also.
2: But how do you get that to happen, though? That, that That's a key it, thing. So communication, we, if, we, if we take –
6: Ahead, and son. and you have to demonstrate that you care about them, just like the other, like you just said. You have, to, you they have to believe that you truly do care about them, and it's communication. And it's it could be as simple as if you, if you practice every day with this coach, it could be as simple as two questions extra every day. How was your day? And what 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 was your favorite class today? And just start to get to know them. Break those barriers down slowly if you have
2: to. See what you just did right there. In my in my opinion, Stephen, is this. You're trying to get to know them as a person. Yes, you're trying to to spend some time, not sitting there telling them how to run a play or how to hit a ball. Yeah, but say, and, how are you? How's yeah. how's everything at home? How was school? And I think it, as a coach, if you develop that relationship where the trust is there, mm-hmm. that they see that you care about them, I think then then they'll do more for you.
6: Yes, but and then, you, then when if you're if you don't if
2: have that, it, it throws a big obstacle up.
6: Then. You wait for the right moment when you do have that trust there and when you have a, when the kid has a, a rougher game or he doesn't attack like you wanted him to. Uh, then you can say, well, why? What's, what's the matter? What happened? And then he might tell you. tell oh, you right there. If you have the trust there, you should be able to go in and say, what's the matter? What happened? What was wrong today? And he'll talk to you.
2: So it's about communication. The trust develops from the communication. Yep. As, as an athlete or a coach, have you ever had a situation where, where maybe a young man or woman your coaching, or maybe in the fire department where there's a barrier with that? How do you work through it?
6: Um, I think I was going to say the other thing I think uh, can help break down barriers if it's it's really rough is experiences. Experiences together. And maybe to create that friendship, experiences outside of work and or practice. Uh, Like taking the kids out to do mini golf or something fun something that has nothing to do with the fire department or something that has nothing to do with baseball or basketball or whatever it is.
2: I think um, what, you, excuse me, what you just hit mm-hmm. on is what I was thinking, and that's mm-hmm. show them that you're a human being.
6: Yeah, you're not just a coach. You're a person just like them.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think that opens the door for that trust to develop. Listen, Stephen, thank you so much for calling in. Yes, sir. Good luck working at the fire department. Appreciate what you do. Thank you. You have a great day. Thanks for calling. Bye. All right, that frees up our lines here. I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, have you had trouble with an athlete getting them to trust you? You know, if you listen to teams that win championships, you hear about the coach athlete relationship, whether it's a collegiate basketball team, a pro football team, whatever it is. And you'll hear the athletes and the coaches after games talk about this whole trust thing. It's there. Well, coach trusted me to. Put me out there in that situation. He gave me the confidence to believe that I could do it. And there's a word I haven't mentioned yet, confidence. If you're confident with your athlete, you're going to let them succeed and fail. I know years ago, I worked with a college basketball team. And the coach always liked me to watch the game from behind the bench. Then at halftime, we communicate, talk about what went on. And we had a game where point guard threw a bad pass the first play of the game. Coach took him out, him at the end of the bench. Didn't put him back in. And this player kept turning around looking at me, raising his hands up. Halftime they go in, and the player was obviously disappointed. Coach confers with the assistant coaches. So he came up to me and goes, we were winning. He goes, Doc, what would you think? I said, well, what was the deal with, with uh, we'll call him Bill, with Bill over here? What about it? He goes, well, you took him out. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. I never put him back in. I said, right. And he was sitting there, turning around, looking at me, throwing his hands up in the air. He said, oh, my God, I screwed up. I screwed up. All right. So then we went in at halftime and gave his speech to the team. And then he finished by saying this. And he pulls this player up and says, look, I I made a mistake. I'm, I'm going to apologize to you. Pulled you out and I didn't put you back in. I'm going to take responsibility for that. You made a bad pass, and actually it wasn't a bad pass because the guy who was passing to you cut the wrong way. But I said, I'm putting you back in. Play. Don't be afraid to screw up. Don't be afraid to, to make a bad pass. Miss a shot. You're going to keep playing. You let me know when you come in. Unless you make three or four bad plays in a row, you're sticking in there. The guy scored over 20 points in the second half. Play great. That's where the trust came out. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. If you're a coach, you're an athlete, how do you develop trust with each other? What is the method, the process you do? How do you work on that and improving that communication? I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products.
5: Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Um, hello, it's me. The designer jeans in your closet. The back of your closet. What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So, what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Sure, I never really fit you quite right, and one of my pockets is so small you can't even squeeze your hand into it, but it's all about the look, and I look good. I need to get back out on the scene so I can be seen. You know, going to fancy parties, getting expensive iced coffees, Sunday fun days, okay? So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference.
8: Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
2: This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about sports psychology, obviously, on this show, the mental side of sports. And today's topic is the issue of trust. How do you trust your coach? How do you trust your athletes? You know, there are a lot of issues that come onto this. And I'd like to hear from you, if you're a coach or an athlete, how you work through this issue how you get it to happen. You know, you've got to develop trust with each athlete individually. And that's the hard thing because everybody's different. So you've got to individually establish that trust with the players and get to know them. You've got to earn their trust as a coach and then as a person. You, you need to get to know your players outside, outside of the sports arena. You can, it's great to know who they are as an athlete, but who are they as a person? What are they about? You know, honesty is so important. And if you're not honest with your athletes, and I've dealt with this with so many coaches before, especially professional coaches. They'll, I, I, I've seen it firsthand, where a coach will lie to an athlete to their face or say something, then do something opposite later. And then I have to deal with that with these athletes and get them to go in and talk to the coach. So it's a big issue. That whole honesty issue becomes a problem. I think it's important that coaches have... You know, you need to have a, a solid, even keel disposition. That's not easy to do. You're going to get upset. You're going to get frustrated. But I think when it comes to dealing with your players, you've got to be consistent. And you've got to show, I think, that that you're a human being. You've got you got feelings and emotions. You could get down, but you try to keep an even-keel. You know, as a, as a coach of kids, get to know the parents. Get to know these parents. Understand them. Get to know them as people why are their kids there and why are you there let them know why you're there you know one of the other issues that's so important and you've got to have it together you got to be organized you got to be structured have a plan and also you know let these athletes know you care about them as a person your job as a role model is so important but be there for them if they need you they need to talk let them know you're there All this is going to give you more credibility with them and then it's going to develop that trust. And like I said, this is the whole issue. If you can get your athletes to trust you and you can get them to believe in you, it's amazing oftentimes what you will see happen. All right, I'd like to get some calls in. I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach and this is a problem you've had before with the athletes you're coaching where they're not giving you that effort. They're not putting it out there. There's a hesitancy. There's a barrier. There's an obstacle. It's it, you, you can see it. How do you work through that? What do you do? If you coach college athletes, high school athletes, you sport athletes, I don't care. Let me know what you do. When you've had an athlete that you have trouble with, you're not getting to them or they're not hearing you. You're not on the same wave level, same wavelength, the same same communication level how do you change that if you are an athlete and you don't think your coach is listening to you how do you get them to hear you and as a parent what do you do you know, I think one of the biggest issues I see in my office is with parents who will be frustrated with their child's coach that the, the coach doesn't get their kid when I ask them why, typically it all comes back to a lack of communication, a lack of really clear communication between the athlete and the coach. There's some kind of a barrier. There's some kind of an obstacle. Oftentimes the athletes think the coach knows everything and isn't listening to them, doesn't want want to hear how they feel, doesn't, doesn't get it. So one of the things I want to find out from you today is if you are a coach and you've got an athlete on your team who's not responding to you, what do you try to do to change that? I think it comes back to taking the time to sit down with them off the court, off the field, off the athletic arena, out of the athletic event, event, and talk to them, get to know them. If you have a young lady, young man on your team who just isn't giving you that effort, spend some time with them as a person, with their parents, talk it through, work on it, and discuss it. It comes back to this whole communication issue. Years ago when I worked with the Olympic cycling team, we had a problem with our head coach and one of the cyclists. And one of the issues that came out was that these guys just didn't they didn't get along. And what happened was at training the athlete had a certain way of training. The coach wanted him to change. They weren't on the same page. They weren't getting along. And so what happened was we ended up all agreeing to meet. So they came to my room after practice one night, 7 o'clock. And we said, we're going to sit here and we're going to talk this through because this was on a team event. We ordered dominoes at 11 o'clock. We ordered dominoes again at 4 in the morning. They finally left the room at 7 in the morning and came to an agreement. They weren't both on the same page, but they got to a place where they agreed on things. And it worked out. But it came to where each person had to give a little bit. Each, the the, the coach and the cyclist, each had to give a little bit. And we went on to win a silver medal in this event, and he contributed greatly to that. So I think what I learned from that was the importance of communicating, the importance of opening up, the importance of being honest. All right, once again, let's get some calls. in. I want to hear from if you're a coach and you have trouble communicating with your athletes, you have trouble with them understanding you, what is it you're trying to do to change that? How do you change that? How do you work through that? If you're an athlete and you don't think your coach hears you, what do you do to try to get them to understand you? If you're scared, they want you to push yourself at practice. They want you to challenge yourself more. But you don't do it. Youth, maybe you think you are, but they don't think you're doing it enough. How do you get to that point where they can believe enough that you are? What's the barrier? I think it comes back to, as I said, taking the time to communicate, taking the time to talk, taking the time to share. And as a coach, I think one of the great things you can do with your athletes is let them know how you failed, how you screwed up. Show them the human side of you. That makes a huge, huge difference in success and failure when you can get your athletes to believe in you and trust you and see that you've been there i think it really makes a big difference for them believing that you know what you're doing i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs here every week when we talk about the mental side of sports on this show and i'd like to hear if you're a coach if you're a parent you're you're an athlete we're talking about trust today how do you work through the obstacles with trust how do you get an athlete to believe in you if you're a coach how do you get Get yourself to believe in your coach, if you're an athlete. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years. And with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information, and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click Products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products.
8: Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
2: Logan again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 10 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports on this show and today's topic is the issue of trust how do you trust your athletes if you're a coach how do you get them to trust you if you're an athlete how do you trust your coach if you've had a problem with this and have had issues relating to each other what do you do to overcome it that's the topic that's the issue and I'd like to hear from you. We've only had one call today so far. I know this is a problem for a lot of people because I see it all the time in my office. And the biggest problem is communicating, lack of communicating, miscommunicating, fear of communicating the right thing, fear of saying the right thing, fear of saying the wrong thing. So if you're a coach, how do you get the athletes you work with to trust you. What do you have to do? I think it's about sharing, talking about yourself, letting them know how what you're doing works, letting them know why what you're doing works, give them examples, maybe have some former people you've teams. You know, at the high school or collegiate level, those coaches oftentimes have former athletes come in and share with their players, with their team, things that they've done in the past with them that have worked. I think, as I said earlier, I started off with a quote from Mike Shashevsky: leadership, in leadership, there are no more important words than the, than the there's no more important words than trust. Trusting your athletes, trusting your team, getting them to trust you. I think it comes from opening the door. If, if you are hardcore, don't want them to know anything about you, don't share anything about you. I think in today's society, athletes get turned off by that. I think athletes are turned on more by coaches who show their human side. And one of the things you do when you show your human side is show your screw ups. Show where you failed, show where you've made a mistake, show where things have gone wrong. And I think that's one of the key things that really makes everything work. If you're a coach, and you've had this issue, how'd you overcome it? I think it's about sitting down and talking. Letting them know where you're standing. Find out what their issues are. Find out what their, you know, find out their fears. I shared earlier in the show about a soccer player who's really good I'm working with, but his coach doesn't feel he puts out all the effort. And he thought he was. And then what it came down to was he was going maybe 90%, but not that extra 10 that the coach wanted. Why wasn't he going the extra 10? Because when he was younger, he got criticized by a coach about not putting that effort out or putting the effort out and failing. It was both. And so consequently, he was afraid to screw up to the point that he would limit himself. This is a problem that I think a lot of athletes have when they don't accomplish their goals. And one of the things you have to do is work through this whole communication issue. So I think it starts at the beginning of the year with the coach. When you start coaching your team, set some parameters about communication, take some time to talk with the athletes, individually get to know them, get to know them as people as well as athletes, and let them know you. I think if you have an athlete who you allow to see let them see you fail let them see you screw up let let them know where you've made mistakes i think it makes a huge difference in that trust level they'll believe more in you and as a parent when you're choo- when you when you're working with your son or daughter to to pick a team to pick a coach i think one of the things you want to see want to hear is a coach who takes the time to listen to you. You know, hear what your concerns are. And as a parent, share your share your concerns about your son or daughter with the coach. Say, look, here's where they've been scared before. Here's where they screwed up before. This is what, what I'd like you to try to work through them on. And if you can get that going, it makes a huge difference. You know, this this is a problem that a lot of people have, and it's a barrier a lot of people have to accomplishing the goals you want. And unfortunately, it happens too often. You know, I hear it all the time. You know, at the collegiate level, you see athletes transferring, You know, almost 33% of college athletes transfer. That's male and female in all sports. And one of the reasons for that is this issue of trust. They don't, I, I hear it all the time. Coach doesn't play me, they don't trust my ability, they don't use me enough, they don't want me here. And I'll say, well, have you talked to the coach about it? No, they haven't made an effort with me. And I'll go, well, you need to make an effort with your coach. No, doc, it's up to the coach. They're in charge. It just becomes this big problem, I think, of communication. And so if you're a coach, one of the things that I would encourage you to do is with every one of your athletes, take the time to get to know them as people, not just as an athlete. Find out what their goals are. Why are they on the team? What do they want to accomplish? What are, where do they want to go? Are they just here? You know, if you're, you're coaching kids... Maybe at the middle school level. Are they there because they like the sport? Are they there because their parents wanted them to be on the team? Are they there because they want to play in high school and college? Why are they there? Find a little bit out about those kids and their motivation. Find out what the what the parents want. Find out what the goals of the parents are. Oftentimes they may not be the same. And then your job as a coach is to try to work that out. I think when kids accomplish their goals and reach the level they wanna reach, you always hear them talk about a coach who made a significant impact in their life, positively or negatively. Oftentimes it could be a coach who maybe didn't understand them, maybe it was a coach who didn't trust them, and so they were afraid to put that effort out with that coach, but then they got to another team, another coach, and it changed. You know, I've been in practice for 38 years. I've worked with this issue forever. And I'm gonna have, in the next couple weeks, some guests on the show who will talk about this. And we're gonna get into this. One is a professional athlete who I've worked with for a while. One is a high school coach who's coached for over 40 years. She just won a big award here in the Kansas City area at the Women's Sport Luncheon. Her name's Bernadette Wagner. She's gonna come on the show and talk about her over 40 years of coaching experience, especially getting started coaching pole vaulters in a male sport. Took her a while to get accepted by people. But I've known her since high school and she just got this huge award at the Women's Sports Luncheon here in Kansas City. She's gonna come on with us and talk about this. And we're gonna get into this whole issue of trust. How do you get your athletes to trust you? Part of it comes back from the failure issue. When you fail, not being criticized, cut down, condescended, insulted, but learning from it. You know, I think the greatest, the third chapter in our book is this, embracing failure can lead to fun. Why? Because we all fail, we all screw up, and how you learn from that gets you to the next level. If you can learn, to quote unquote fail, and not be afraid of it. Then that barrier is not going to be there the next time. So I think it's really important as a coach to teach kids to fail in practice. Let them fail in practice, and then sit down and talk to them about. It. Ask them why did you fail? Why did you screw up? What'd you do wrong? Before you tell them, see if they tell you. See if they have an understanding of what they did. That's where I think you can develop even a greater level of trust because then the athlete's going to sit there and believe, wow, he really, he or she really cares about me. We've all had coaches in our lives who we didn't get along with, we didn't like, and we've all had coaches we did. Same as teachers. You know, when you have a teacher that you really trust or a coach that you really trust, you'll tell them what's going on. If you don't, They're obstacles, they're barriers, they're potholes. They cause issues with you to get along. I know today I've talked an awful lot about this, but it is a really big issue if you're a coach. It's a big issue if you're an athlete. It's a big issue if you're a parent. So the biggest thing I'd like you to take out of this show today is this. Communicate. Let people know who you are as a coach. Let your... Teams, let your individual athletes know who you are. Let them know that you care. If you're an athlete, let your coach know what your goals are, what you're afraid of, and talk about it. Work through it. And as a parent, take the time to sit down with your child and your coach together. When the season starts, about why why you're there, what you all want to accomplish, what you want to get out of being on the team, and what your child's fears are. If you can work through that, the trust level will improve. Everybody's going to get along better, and the goals will be accomplished. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports on this show. There are a lot of ways to reach me. Our shows are always podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and also on my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. You can get a hold of me at my office, which is 816 561 five five six eight one six five six one five 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 six. You can also send me an email at my website at drj at wintersunlimited.com. drj at wintersunlimited.com. And send me a tweet at my Twitter account at Psych. At drjsportpsych. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
0: You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to WinnersUnlimited.com and click Products. That's WinnersUnlimited.com and click Products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to WinnersUnlimited.com and click Products.
4: Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and and it paid off.
5: At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma.
4: I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't even bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I gotta work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable.
5: No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
1: We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier.
3: What will become of your business after a disaster?